Welcome to Meet the Leader, a podcast where top leaders share how they're tackling the world's toughest challenges. On today's special compilation episode, we're featuring voices from Davos, each one of them sharing what leaders must do to make progress happen after the annual meeting has ended. Subscribe to Meet the Leader on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And please take a moment to rate and review us. I'm Linda Lucina from the World Economic Forum, and this is Meet the Leader. I can't think of a better time uh, to see global cooperation. The annual meeting came at a unique time. It came after two years of a devastating COVID pandemic, months after the invasion of Ukraine, and at the midpoint between COP26 and COP27, the global UN climate summit. Leaders are grappling with a host of crises, all after thousands of hours of COVID lockdown that deepened inequalities and kept everyone apart. Leaders come to the annual meeting to share ideas, to get inspired and and find solutions. But those solutions are nothing without action. And solutions are nothing without scale. To that end, I asked leaders who came into my booth here in the Congress Center for their advice on how the spirit of Davos can continue after the annual meeting for them and for anyone looking to make change. We'll start with Franz van Houten, the CEO of Philips, a health technology company. He'll talk about the psychology of change. Here's what he had to say. Well, the psychology of change says that actually people need to start working on their on their intentions within four days after arriving home. So please do not postpone. Bring a few of your engineers together, a few of your other folks, uh, give them an assignment to bring the best ideas together. Because in your company, in your organization, surely there are a lot of folks who are very inspired about saving the planet, saving biodiversity, getting on the uh, circular path. Uh, Circularity is all about weaning ourselves off the linear economy where we consume and then it goes to waste. When adopting circularity, we're going to reuse materials, we are going to refurbish products for a new life, and we're going to ensure that nothing goes to waste. So if you're a leader here at Davos, on Monday, you're going to set these people to the task of getting your company or organization on a circular path. Ray Dalio, the founder and co-chief investment officer at Bridgewater Associates, recently wrote a book, Principles for Dealing with a Changing World Order. His book identifies patterns that can help leaders navigate disruption. He shared some advice on how leaders can weather current turmoil. Here's what he had to say and what he hopes comes next. The one big thing that leaders could do to make the best out of this situation is to think about that the greatest risks are these wars. The greatest risks are irreconcilable differences that in one way or another are going to substantially hurt the world economy, which will hurt the poorest people the most. And if that's put as the number one thing that must be avoided, and you work between each other so that you could still have competitions, you can still do all of that other competing, but you don't cross those red lines that are going to lead to these types of terrible conflicts, That would be the most important thing. Christian Telecki, director of Friends of Ocean Action, will share what leaders can do after Davos to help the ocean. So any leader going back should think about what the ocean means for them as far as climate change. We know that there are five solutions 
that can get us 20% of the way to the greenhouse gas reduction emissions to get us to the 1.5 degree target. Those are five solutions. Think about it. Those five solutions are reducing emissions from maritime transport, nature-based solutions, shifting diets to eat more and lower carbon intensive food from the ocean, offshore wind or offshore renewable energy, and indeed storing carbon in the seabed. But if you look at, take one of those on offshore renewable energy, that's like taking 1 billion cars off the road a year. So this, the ocean is there. It can help us get to where we need to in, in, in battling climate change, but we just need to implement these solutions. Ackham Steiner is an economist by training, a passionate advocate for digital inclusion, and the administrator of the UNDP, the United Nations Development Program. Here's what he hopes stays with leaders long after the annual meeting. The UNDP you know, produced a, a new report a few months ago called um, uh, human security and new threats to it in, in the age of the Anthropocene. And, and one of those staggering figures in there was that six out of seven people today actually feel a great deal of insecurity. And insecurity has not only something to do with one's own sense of what is happening in the world, it also erodes our confidence about ourselves and what we can do about it. So I think one of the things that I hold on to is that the power of one is immensely important. You know, so many people feel disempowered in the world today, whether you're a young person, maybe a girl child in school, whether you are a person living in the midst of a civil war, or perhaps in a country where electricity is not yet available to your family, to your household. Um, and yet, you know, people can change things. And I think we, we need to continuously um, focus on giving individuals the sense that they matter, but they can also matter to what happens next. And I think that to me remains a sort of departure point in anything we do. And wherever it takes you, um, you know, that is your life's choice. Uh, but believe in the power of one in order to uh, believe in the power of the, the, the community, the society, the human family to change what happens next. Linda Way Metlati is the founder of Africa Teen Geeks, one of the largest computer science nonprofit organizations in Africa. She is passionate about tech and tackling the barriers to building the next generation of tech entrepreneurs. Here is her message to leaders. Take your, your role seriously. You know, understand it's really about the responsibility you have. Once you have that role, you understand that you become sort of a father or a stepfather of every child. And the ones that, you know, the most vulnerable, like your, the orphans, the poor, the only thing that, you know, helps them is because they're depending on, on government, they're depending on those funds. So when you make the decision Think about that, you know, put yourself in those kids' position, you know, before you think, before you start enriching yourself. None of us are completely selfless, but if your responsibility is to look after other people, take it seriously and try and do it right, because it's not about you. When you make the poor decisions, it affects the vulnerable the most. Tulula Oni is a public health physician and an urban epidemiologist. She urges leaders to expand their circle and connect with younger generations. Here's her take. 
get somebody you work with to say, who are the young people in our city, in our country, who are active and mobilizing for climate action, who are active and mobilizing for environment and for, for, for healthy spaces, because there is a lot of innovation in that space. And, and the most, I think the most advanced cities are the ones that, that figure out how to incorporate participatory governance and really not just listening to seeing young people as the beneficiaries, but seeing them as the drivers uh, and key agents of change. So I would say get home and find out who the young people in your area are that are active and work out how to get them involved in any plans that you've got now and in the future. Neela Richardson is the chief economist at ADP, a human capital management company, and she's also co-head of the ADP Research Institute. Here's what she had to say about this unique moment to come together and how we can do much more of it. Uh, The quote that everything I needed to know I learned in kindergarten also plays well in Davos because in kindergarten, one of the big lessons that teachers teach kids is the value of cooperation. And I can't think of a better time uh, to see global cooperation. That's the promise of bringing everyone to this forum, to these mountaintops, is not just to meet each other this week, but really to build relationships, uh, thought, interaction that leads to extreme cooperation in the time when the world really needs it. Alex Liu, the managing partner at Carney, believes a sense of joy also has a role in progress. Here's what he had to say. It's okay to be relentless and ambitious and career-minded and feed your family, but you also need to find in the moment those sources of loving what you do, loving where you are, loving yourself. And I think that is the key to unlocking the energy to solve all these problems. The problems we know, the solutions are there, but the people, the ones that are exhausted, they, it's too hard. Well, joy leads to gratitude. It leads to optimism. It leads to hope. And I think it leads to solutions. This is a, this is a can-do world. I think this is a can-do forum. Um, and without joy, it'll take longer. Thanks so much to all of our leaders. And thanks so much to you for listening. This episode of Meet the Leader was produced, presented, and edited by me with Juan Turan as studio engineer and Gareth Nolan and Connor Smith driving studio production. That's it for now. I'm Linda Lucina from the World Economic Forum. Have a great day.